Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. Welcome to Section 336, The Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good, 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 good. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweating a little bit. I just had a um, this chicken jerk, uh, yeah, a chicken jerky. Jerk, jerk chicken? Yeah. I mean, it's like... Uh, it's a it's little like spicy. The, like the beef jerky, but it's like a sriracha... Chicken one, okay, um, and it's a little oh. spicy. My nose oh, is running. The, the I sir- ate it right before the show, and I'm regretting the decision. Do you know what sriracha is? Yeah, it's spicy. That's, I the, didn't, that's the spicy part. I know, but it just says sriracha really small in the corner, so I didn't realize. No, you just showed the label. It was huge, as big as it. It says sriracha. Okay, because I'm zooming in on sriracha. Chicken. The wrapper though is really big, so in comparison, you called it a jerk chicken. It doesn't even say jerk on there. It says chicken sriracha. Yeah. It's pretty big. Natural chicken used. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I think you're. You know what you're doing. You're doing some Russian disinformation about that about that chicken. There's no disinformation here. There's no fake news. No, no fake right. news. I can't. So, yeah. we, we we got a couple things to get to in the show. I yeah. can't wait to hear Josh talk about the Ravens. We're gonna get to that. I'm pumped about I, this. I don't have and, any breaking new. News about the Ravens. We've had this conversation for like three weeks now. I know. And I think every week I, I still think you're just as dumb as you were the week before. Okay. And I want to talk a little bit of of World Series preview as yeah, well. Dis- disappointing it's not the Braves. But it, yeah, at least we get to, I guess, yeah, we'll root for the Rays. Is that who we're rooting for? Uh, is there anyone on the Dodgers you like besides Mookie Betts? I hate Mookie Betts. Oh, see, I kind of like Mookie Betts. I like Walker Bueller. I like I like Dustin right. May. I, I like those young pitchers. Right, I like Bueller. And I, and I, I, I would like to see Clayton Kershaw get a World Series. And I like so, yeah. Kershaw. And I like Betts. I especially like because Kershaw, people just crush him for his performance in the playoffs. And right. that, gets, that gets annoying. So I kind of would like him to win. Yeah. Um, Mookie Betts I like because he's kind of, to me, now that he's not in Boston, he's kind of like a Mike Trout type character where it's like he's just so good it's hard not to like him. Yes. It's Um, true. He's amazing. Right. But it's the Dodgers are just the Yankees of the National League West. It's like – so oh, you don't like I them don't, because they're rich. Like the, oh, that's like this the, down the with rich. rich people, down with rich teams. I see socialism, <laughs> salary cap. <laughs> exactly, I see where you're exactly. going with this. Yeah, yeah. That's the, we need higher taxes for the. Dodgers. You know, Tampa Bay probably couldn't even field a team if it wasn't for people like the Dodgers paying their luxury tax or whatever to pay for teams like Tampa yeah. Bay to even exist. <laughs> that is true, but uh, I wish some of that would help out the Orioles. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm. I, I find it hard to root for the Dodgers, even though they haven't had it in forever. Uh, and that's a—I cool, get that that's a cool baseball story. 
I just have trouble rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah, it's cool in both respects, right? Because Tampa Bay um, has never won it, right? And it's been a while for the Dodgers. So either way, it's going to be a cool story. Right. Are they um, – Are they, they're playing it in a bubble, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Do, where, where are the games at? I don't even know where the games are at. Because the division games were in a couple – the championship series is in a couple of different bubbles. Um, is this in Texas? Uh, is that, are they in Texas for this one? Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But I, all right. I'm glad the Orioles didn't go to the world series. Could you imagine if the Orioles went to the world series and the game was played in Arlington, that you would have a world series and it not be in Camden yards, forget fans there or not. That would suck. Yeah, it would be unfortunate. In, yeah, it I would guess. suck. It wouldn't be. Imagine winning the World Series and you can't be there to celebrate. Yeah. Imagine being raised. I don't. Rays, how long have the Rays? The Rays have been around for what, 30 years or so? Not that yeah, long. That, 25 years, something like that. Yeah, I think we're talking in the, in the, in the upper 20s, I would uh, guess. Yeah. yeah uh, well, what, no, talking about 90s? No. Like 90. I, I think 94 is when the Marlins 94. came. So the Rays were after that. So maybe 20 years of the Rays. Oh, yeah. That might be true. So, all right. So I don't know any, but you could I imagine you could be a lifelong Rays fan. But even think about a Dodgers fan. Dodgers fans, is, that's more comparable because that's like an Oriole fan. That's yeah. someone who hasn't seen the World Series in a lifetime. Right. And... Imagine having that game and you can't go to it. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to agree with you, but I just can't because like, you just because you're like either way, your team wins the World Series, right? And and I get it. That's watching the playoff games for me, and I've been listening to a lot of playoff games on the radio as well, enjoying. But but Buster only has been doing like the. He's not the two main guys. It's just is it Jessica Mendoza, I think, and then there's another guy, and then Buster Owen inside. I, I've been really enjoying the radio broadcast on ESPN, but it's and I've been watching the games too, and it has all the feels and excitement and the conversation around the playoffs, and so it, it feels it, uh, even with the crowd, it feels and playing at these neutral again, locations, it, it feels like the playoffs. And I would say that's because you are a baseball fan. Right. Not a diehard fan of either of these teams. Well, I think you would feel a little different if it was the Orioles. And, yeah. and it wasn't in Camden Yards and it didn't have the warehouse in the backdrop and you weren't able to go. You would feel a little different. It's I, still exciting. I would feel different, but I would still want it. And there would be parades and there would be uh, uh, cars flipped over and climbing up light posts in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, but that's, I think, that's just your normal weekend. Yeah, but that's just your normal weekend in Baltimore. No, no, but th- but this would be, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that the celebrations in Baltimore yes, would be similar. Would be there. Um, just it more would, masks. Yeah, it would be similar to if you saw like when the Tampa Bay Lightning won a few weeks ago, and they had a big celebration, or when uh, the Lakers just won what last week. Yeah, and there's a big celebration there. Yeah, same type of concept. It would just sting a little bit to not be able to be there. So I'm glad. Let's get this pandemic stuff dealt with so that in 2023 we can go to games. Yeah. You know what? Something interesting to look at I wanted to bring up while we're talking about the World Series is I always look at these games as what can the Orioles learn from these World Series teams? How do they get there? What can we do to get there as well? All right. 
Well, how do we get Mookie Betts on our team? Yeah. Well, um, how did the Dodgers get Mookie Betts on their team, Josh? Money and a big trade. Yeah, a trade. And, and they have a big stand in him, so they'll have him further. But he's on the team this year because of a trade. If you yes. look at, the, if you look at their, their team, um, the, how they construct their team, they actually did a lot to the draft. Ten of their players were drafted. And right. you've looked at kind of a self kid, self drafted. Bueller and Mays. Yeah, from their and, own and their system. best players: Cody Bellinger, um, Clayton Kershaw. All those guys yeah. were drafted. So some of their best players, Jack Peterson, were drafted. Um, and so they're they're really their core was drafted players. Then they did acquire seven players on this playoff roster, seven from That's trades. A lot. Yeah. Seven is a lot to pull in from trades. Yeah, including Mookie Betts. But again, it was by trades, not free agents. So they had enough in their farm system in order to make these trades. Yeah, and then they did have seven free agents, MLB free agents. Um, but again, if you look at that right. list, a lot of those guys like Joe Kelly, um, Max Muncy, like bull, bullpen arms. Yeah, or, veterans, that, veterans that you can count on. Yeah, and then four international free agents, which now we're just getting into the business. All right. Hansu Kim, we, we, we started there, Yeah, and we haven't brought one in since. But this sounds like reasonable for us to imitate, right? Ten drafted, seven trades, seven free agency, four international free agents. Yeah. Maybe the seven free agency is a little bit high for us, but that sounds about right, right? The four international sounds a little high, too. Well, us. but we're getting there, right? I don't know if they'll be ready by 2023 because most of those kids were 16 when right. we signed them last year. Yeah, that's true. Um, but but still, the core of the team was drafted. I mean, something else that both these teams have in common, and I'll talk about the Rays construction roster construction in a minute because they're fascinating. But something that both these things have in common is well, Andrew Friedman is the GM of the Dodgers, and he famously came. From the Tampa Bay Rays, he's the guy that got the temporary Rays to their first World Series, and he's very analytically driven. Um, so is the new guy, the, the 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 guy for Tampa Bay. I forget his name now, but he's like 37 years old, a young kid, analytically driven, just like Friedman. So both these teams use the analytics, the sabermetrics, all that stuff to form their team. Yep. The all Rays. Right. So Let's we're, talk follow, about the, we're following that plan. Yeah. Do you know in the Rays roster, how many guys would you say were drafted and developed by the Rays and are now on the, ma- the Major League squad? Uh, 20. That's what I would have said. You know what the number is? Five. Wait, where? Is this because the Rays just. They develop their pitchers and then they trade them. And they trade them all away, Josh. So they bring in all these guys? Yeah. That's how they built this team? 15 trades. There's 15 players on the 28-man roster who were acquired via trades. Okay. Five um, in the draft, three at MLB free agency, three international free agency. (laughs) Look at the roster breakdown. And it says two other. What are the other? Um, But Uh, the— Off the street tryouts. The, the, the draft are guys like Kevin Kiermaier, uh, Brandon Lowe, Blake Snell, a lot of their best players. But the trades is their shortstop, um, Nick Anderson, um, of course, famously, Arizarina, um, Jim Mantoy all, are all trades, um, uh, often from... Um, so those, yeah. From, the, from these uh, stud pitchers. You said it was two, uh, two others? I believe that is an undrafted free agent and then one Rule 5 pick. Is oh, those is others. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You pulled that. You, you pulled that up fast. I've got. I really like the Athletic, and it's on their like preview World Series preview page. Oh really? I'm on, yeah. I'm on a, a CBS article, but the but but uh, yeah, but that's so good for them. I thought there'd be no Rule Five representation because when the Orioles yeah. get to the World Series, it's going to be like ten Rule Five guys. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be five Rule Fives, uh, ten from your own system, and whatever uh, five trades. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about the Orioles. There are like even quite a bit of trades already, right? Like Dean yeah. Kramer is a is a trade guy, even though he's been in our farm system. No, the truth is, when the Orioles make it, you'll have Kramer, which will be listed as a trade. You might have Diaz, which will be listed as a trade. Yeah. You will have uh, Santander listed as Rule Five. Yeah. Um. Uh. Some of these pitchers were also some of the other pitchers in our bullpen were also trades. Yeah, you're Evan Phillips. Um, yeah. yeah um, I mean, you're, you're going to have farm system guys. Our own guys would be uh, Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle and uh, of course, Austin Hayes. Yep, Adley Rushman, Cedric Adley Mullins. Rushman. Like, I think so if you, we'll have seven. If you compare our roster, I think our roster would be more drafted than yeah. these, these rosters. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Dodgers have 16 drafted players. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get up to 16, but maybe we will. But you're right. I would have never no, guessed. No, no, no. The, 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 the Dodgers have 10. 10? Yeah. Okay. Mine are, says, is the Athletic says. Uh, the Athletic says that, they, that there are 16 that they acquired through the draft. Oh. So. Oh, I don't that's know. the international free agents? Okay. I'm, I'm seeing something um, different. It is nope. They also have six international free agents, according to this. And how so, many trades? How many trades and, and MLB nine, free agents? Nine trades. Okay, so you're looking at the sixty man roster or something, right? Oh, probably yeah. Or the forty uh, no, man. Forty man. Yeah, I'm talking about the twenty eight man All postseason right. roster. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, I'm looking at the forty man that got him there. Yeah. So, but anyway, the I mean, part of the point is is. Though both teams are kind of sabermetrically inclined, there's more than one way to build a team. Like you have to, you have to draft, but then you also have to trade well, and you also have to use the international free agency, and you yep. also have to to sign some guys in the MLB free agency. Like you just can't do this all. I know we're obsessed, or as our fans are obsessed with getting a top three draft pick, but you can't build an entire roster off draft picks. But I, I will say, guys like Blake Snell and, Co- and Cody Bell- 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 Bellinger, like key pieces on each team were drafted and developed. So I, I don't think you see in the majors now just a team do all free agents to, to, to make the team. Like you need to draft great players. Um, and then Tampa Bay with the route of trading their, you know, their Chris Archers and stuff to, to their, their, their star pitchers to – to replenish their farm system, which is now coming to fruition. And I think that's less likely for us, but hopefully some of these trades work out because you can't draft 28 guys to be on your World Series roster. You have to trade for some of them. You have to sign some of them in free agency. You have to get some with international free agency. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's all these things working in tandem when, when you see these rosters constructed. Yeah, I agree. And not very many Rule, rule, rule 5 guys. 
No, but Orioles will have at least one, probably two, when we get to that point. You think so? I mean, Santander's going to be there. There's our one. Uh, is, is Richie Martin going to be the other one? <laughs> I don't I never heard of Richie Martin, did he make an appearance this year? He did not, right? No, he was hurt all year. That's right. That's right. He, he got, got Oh, yeah. He was, wasn't he doing well at spring training, and then he got hurt? Yeah, there was talk as he could be the starting second baseman, and yeah. there was debate. Yeah. With so that. maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think know. this jury is definitely still out on Richie Martin. Right. Right. And uh, I'm sure we're going to do a Rule 5 pitcher next year again as well. It's what we do. Yeah. And we'll, I, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, hopefully as it gets closer, we'll... I mean, is it is it worth it? I, I mean, I guess you can always... Now, forever, we'll set the examples as Santander and ignore... Like, what pitcher has it worked out for? What Rule 5 pitcher has it worked out? <laughs> yeah. Who's I mean, now, it did. Like, it, was, it was now like 40, yeah. It uh, did, though. Okay. Uh, Fine. I mean, he was the playoff pitcher. Yeah, but the odds are so low with that. But I, I, I guess if you have space in your roster, do, do you want it, me but... to bring in Jose Batista as another example? Yeah, again, but see, or, uh, was it David Wells? Was he a Rule Five? I don't know, was he? But but the fact is that you have to recall that far ago, Ryan Flaherty. To to um, I wouldn't count him as a successful. But you have to. Oh, I would. You have to go that far to to come up with names in the Rule Five proves, and every year people get taken the Rule Five draft proves how. Um, hard it is. Even Santander, I mean, we lucked out with him because he was injured half the season for us in his Rule 5 year. So he spent most of the year not even with the Orioles squad. So I feel like that's what you got to do. You got to draft some injured dude you can hide away for his entire year and then bring him up when he's a little bit older. But it, The uh, internet says that Johan Santana is the greatest Rule 5 pick of all time. Okay. So, okay. That's only about 20 years ago. The, the Dodgers have none, and the Rays just have one, and he's not yep. a key piece. So, yeah, true, true. Take um, that, but no, put it, it is. It is nice that here we are. We're at the World Series. First game's tomorrow. It's time to go. And there were many people who thought we wouldn't get here or shouldn't get here, and baseball works it out. And yep. baseball got a season in, and we're, we get some World Series baseball at the right time, at the end of October, just like it should be. Josh, I forgot to pull this up. Um, I pulled it up, and then I don't know what I did with it. Um, like, I thought I liked it. That's usually what I just do. If I want to talk about something on the show, I see it on Twitter, mm-hmm. I'll like it. And not because I really like the tweet, just because I want to talk about it later, and so right. I can easily find it. But, oh, maybe I took a picture of it. I, that's I don't what know if I you, do. If I, don't I want to tweet, saw- I screenshot it. Yeah, I think I actually did for this one. I don't know if you saw this as far as the ratings. Have you been paying attention to what the ratings are just in sports? Across well, sports? I know. I, well, I mean, I know basketball plummeted this year for the playoffs. And they, they're trying to uh, – some people believe that's because of the social issues that basketball is the most outspoken about. Um, football has been okay, the numbers I've seen. Here are, the, here are the ratings, all right? I, I, I'll put the facts in here. All right, give the, me some facts. The NBA Finals – Way down. Down 49%. That's gigantic. That's a huge drop-off. But even other events, like the U.S. Open, the Tennis Open, down 45%. The Kentucky Derby, down 43%. I, didn't, I will say the Kentucky Derby, and then what, we just had Preakness recently. Kentucky Derby was back in June. I understand that was way down. But we just had Preakness, 
And I didn't even realize Preakness was then. Yeah, I because didn't they moved the date. When you change the date, you get you better spend some marketing dollars to let everyone know. I didn't know it was Preakness until the next day. The Stanley Cup playoffs down yep. hockey down thirty eight percent. Okay. The I don't have NBA, the NFL in here, but the college football season was down. It has been down thus far thirty percent. Yeah, that's a tough one to judge because how much of that 30% is the fact that some teams still haven't kicked off yet? Baseball. Major Baseball's baseball. Up. Baseball's up. Down 26%. Really? Yes. That seems a little strange. I wonder how much of that is the effect of you can't go to games, so it's not top of mind. But, Josh, it's all the sports are down. The yeah, NFL okay. is cut off, but it's down a small percentage because it's less than 16%, but it's, it's down some. Um, but Josh, how does one explain every single sport? And I would I, honestly, I would have thought the opposite, right? Because we, we, we're still, especially at the beginning, with, with people in lockdown, we were desperate for sports. Sports have been gone for a while. I would have thought the ratings would have been through the roof for these things. Um, the ratings are through the roof for debates, but they're down for all the all the uh, sporting events. Right. Um, any any thoughts on as, as how that of, happens? As of week four, so. Two, three weeks ago, the NFL was down 10%. Okay, down 10%. So, that, yeah. That um, that's fits with the trends. Yeah, here's the problem. Uh, you have this, there are, outside of Florida, sports bars are shut down. So, you've lost that social aspect of sports. We've talked about how sports bring people together. You have lost a lot of that, uh, which hurts viewership and hurts the excitement. You all. would think, though, Josh, I would think if, if, if bars aren't open, more people will be watching at home, but I guess not. I, here's the deal. I didn't watch I, – I watched bits and pieces of these playoff games. I never watched five innings all at once. I haven't watched half of one of these playoff games. That's true. I've been, I've been, I've been turning off and on, and I've been coming late to games and going to bed early. I would – if it was a normal year, I would be more into these games – because I would be watching it with other people mm. who are fans of the Braves or whatever. You, this is, it's weird because society is different right now, and it's twofold. It is, one, we are all stressed and burned out from this pandemic. And it doesn't matter. You don't feel it day to day, but it naturally is. Work, going to work is more stressful simply because of the pandemic. For you, you're having to teach online. That's not easier. That adds a whole different thought process. Uh, for me, I'm still out in the field and dealing with people and dealing with people who have COVID and stuff and it's juggling true. all that. So P- people are generally stress. more stressed out. It's true. Then on top of that, you add this political season that we've never seen a political season like this where it's dividing the country even more, Mm -hmm. and it's making it so we also have this situation where politics used to be something that was on its own bubble, and if I wanted to avoid politics, I could just watch sports. The fact that the NFL is down 10%, only 10%, is pretty amazing. When you think a few years ago, it was the NFL getting all the hatred because of kneeling. 
Yeah, I'm surprised there's any football fans left for how many people on Twitter says they're done right, watching football. Right. People said they were done watching football. We had one person who quit our fantasy football because he was done watching because of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, or in support of Colin in support Kaepernick. Kaepernick against the NFL, he, anti-NFL. He dropped our fantasy football league and says he doesn't watch yeah, the NFL. The, apparently the NFL was getting from both ends, right? People rejected them for being uh, for right. embracing Colin Kaepernick and people uh, rejected them for taking these. So, so he, the he can't fact win. that the NFL is only down 10% is pretty impressive. Especially given that, the NBA Finals being down 50%. Right, right. Josh, do you uh, think it has any to do with um, – I, I, I saw someone talking about it. Um, during the pandemic, we got even more hooked on things like Netflix and Hulu and on-demand streaming stuff, and um, sports is not streaming on-demand? No, because I don't know about you, but I've burned out of stuff to watch on. <laughs> like, I've scrolled Netflix. Anything that I'm interested in, I've already watched. Mm. Um, I mean, I do keep finding new stuff. I think I would also add that people in the past year, we've had more people ditching cable. And sports has not done a good job embracing streamers, especially in-market streamers. Um, the Orioles make it, baseball makes it really easy for me to stream Oriole games. They make it a huge pain for you to stream Oriole games. It's not right. It's really and, not that hard, though, illegally to watch Oriole games. Yeah, but illegally streams don't count towards their viewership numbers. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I would pay money if they would let me, but they won't. So right. then, yeah. Right, exactly. But then the uh, um, NFL does the other way where they are, NFL is really good at shutting down illegal streams. Yeah. And let me ask you a so, question. And does they this, have a way for you to pay. When I watched the Ravens and Eagles game, I tried to watch them on my TV because they got the CBS app. But I kept yeah. on skipping out. So I ended up watching it. You know, you can just watch it on your phone or iPad. I ended up watching it on yeah. my iPad. Does that contribute to, to their ratings if I watch it on the iPad? Yeah, because it's through the CBS app. Yeah. It, it's through and, the NFL app. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. As long as because they know they like that even more because then they can really track you. Yeah. Oh my. They know exactly. They know exactly where you're watching. I use the oh Sunday my. ticket, and that counts towards viewerships. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of the pandemic. Everyone, sports is not important to a lot of people anymore because you've got the political stuff going on where people really feel this is a life or death issue. On either, there's people on both sides that believe this is the most important thing in their lifetime, what's going on now politically. Yes. Plus, you've got the pandemic issues. Plus, you've got not socializing issues. Plus, you've got all these people moving to streaming. And that is going to hurt your TV ratings. And you can't have people at the games and come to the games, so you can't build up the excitement of watch the game out of town and come to the home game. That's all going to hurt sports. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And you start off beginning about the bars. I think I'd never thought about that before. It's, it's true, though. Like, even at work, if I knew I was going to see some coworkers and we were going to talk about the game last night, I'd be more likely to watch the game last night. But I know I'm not going to see any coworkers. So that incentive of talking, having less. that to talk about the game is less right. than that. This weekend, we were, te- we were text messaging a little bit with Machine, our friend who's a Braves fan. Right. Sorry. If it Machine. was a normal year. There's a good chance we watch the game with him. Yeah, sure. Even though we're not Braves fans. Yeah. So all that adds up. And I'd say, yeah, the impressive thing is that the NFL is only 10% down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does this, but all this effect has to affect 
affect the finances of of the Orioles and other teams, the, right? Or no? The team's finances are already screwed because of fans not being in games. Right, but doesn't this? I the guess is, I, I, yeah, I don't know how. It's like, is is the? I mean, do do do, do they get a portion of it? Or well, that'll it, be. That's where you got to look team by team. Like uh, right. the Orioles' viewership might have been up slightly this year because. They were actually kind of an exciting, fun team to watch this year. Yeah, I mean, the fans were down just because school was going on. The city of Baltimore is dangerous. Um, right. There was, <laughs> right, right. The, the beer prices. I mean, that, that's why fans, fan attendance and, was down. And that's part of that goes back to my argument that sports has not gonna, done a good job reaching the next generation. Yeah. Through people, through streaming. And stuff. I read, I was reading somewhere that Disney is considering shutting ESPN down. And I said, that sounds crazy. And then I think about our childhood, where we watch, you watch Sports Center, Sports Center. every da, da, single da, da, morning. Da, da. Yeah, it was every single morning. Then, Wake up early we, to see what right. happened after you fell asleep. Right. And then, and then as adults, PTI and Around the Horn were my go-to every day when I come home from work. Yep. Why do I need Sports Center, Around the Horn, or PTI anymore when all of those clips... And all those talking heads are on my phone at any moment. I don't need to wait until 5 o'clock to hear what Tony Kornheiser has to say. Yeah, I haven't I watched an Twitter. episode of PTI in probably five years. Yeah. And I listen to the podcast almost every day. Yeah. And you know what? Around the Horn, I haven't watched that in forever. But I follow Woody Page and uh, all those guys on my phone. Yeah. So I get their, I get their thoughts way sooner and don't have to watch the recording, don't have to watch commercials. So then I look at it, and ESPN is paying. Remember how every sports season or every four years it would come out how ESPN paid this record amount for the a streaming rights for, sun, right, for yeah. Sunday night baseball or Monday night football. And now you look at it and you're like, why? Yeah. Like, what's the point? You don't need that. And I think it's going to take something like ESPN shutting down to get to this next level of sports where we don't need, we need, and you're starting to see it. You've got the NFL network and you've got the MLB channel and those are great. And I like both, there's shows on both of those channels that I like, um, and I but think like, that's with the, the playoffs, it gets, it gets complicated, right? Because you got to have the freaking TBS. Like, if you don't, if you're like me, you don't have cable. You got to have the freaking TBS subscription app, app yep. and not just the app. Like, you got to, you know, they they they, they want a yeah, cable. Gotta, I got to I got to make up a cable password. You got to swindle <laughs> exactly. someone's cable password. Exactly. And then the other games aren't on 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 Fox Net, so Fox Sports yeah. One or whatever. But I can't watch the games on the right. MLB at, at Bat app, even though I have that. Um, so we are we are in a, a weird, weird thing. We are in a weird technology time frame, oh. and this is going to change soon. Where you and I using apps is the future, but it's got to be figured out. And the guy, the cable contracts have to move on, and we're going to find ourselves not paying Comcast or Verizon. We're going to pay the NFL and Major League Baseball and the NBA or. They're all going to get together, and we're going to have a pro sports package that they all divide up, 
And then that way we can click on the little Ravens app and get all the Raven games. Right. And that's what I'm to certain extent already doing, right? I pay, what, $5 a month for the CBS app just so I can watch the Ravens games. And, and I it, and you yeah. pay for just the little apps that you need so you can watch your your sports. Right. I pay the I pay DirecTV for the NFL ticket. Yeah. I pay Major League Baseball for the MLB package, whatever they call it. But I can't uh, get Josh the NFL TV. Red Zone on my TV. Why is that? Because you're not paying the NFL. But even if I pay the NFL, I can't get the Red Zone. Can can I? They said you need to have some kind of package. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they don't sell it on their own. Because but I just want the red zone. Because there's deals with cable companies. Yeah. So I get the red zone because I'm paying DirecTV for it. Yeah, but I just want to get the red zone app and pay for the red zone. Right. Yeah, th- yeah. And that's why right now it sucks. Yeah. And, the, and sports has to figure this out. And hopefully, I know they're all going to use COVID as an excuse. But what they need to do is step back and say, all right, all of our sports are down. What do we need to do right? Hey, why is the NFL only down 10%? Sure, it's because they're the big guys. And they got fantasy football. And, right, and they got fantasy football. And gambling. And gambling. And they've embraced all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's also that they are the most, they may have, oh, no, because they still do local blackouts. Yep. Just like baseball. Baseball is the one, I guess, who originally had the streaming with MLB TV, but they, but because of these deals with cable companies, they have all these local blackouts. That's what's got to be fixed. Yeah. Um, I, Josh, I just want to live in a world. I just want my son, my son, to grow up in a world where he can get the MLB at bad app and watch oral games while living on the eastern shore of Maryland, and where my yes. son can get the NFL Red Zone app and then just pay for the NFL Red Zone. That's all. And I we'll want. get there. We'll get there. I remember as a, I remember as a kid, we didn't have HCS, so we listened to a lot of games on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in New York State camping, and still being able to get the Oriole games on WBAL radio, because that antenna was so strong at the time yeah. that I could tune to 1090 and get the Orioles games. Um, that has changed as uh, cell towers went up and radio stations no longer have the range that they have. But now that we have a computer in our pocket constantly and we've got this 5G rolling out, which is designed for even more things to be connected to the Internet all the time, all at once, sports has to figure this out. Yeah, well, now you're making me will. nostalgic for radio, and now I want to get rid of all the phones and just go back to camp trips with the Oriole game on. No, but it's, it's, it's progress. Yeah. When we were kids, you would go camping and listen to the Orioles on the radio, and you would lay in bed and listen to the radio game falling asleep. You would sneak an earbud into school to listen to the Oriole day games. Yeah. Today, kids do the exact same thing. Except they're not just listening. They're watching the game on their phones yeah. in bed. They're watching the games camping. They're watching the games at school. And sports needs to step up and get behind this. And just like the NFL was really smart to embrace gambling, it has really helped them out in their viewership. And uh, it has taken fantasy football to the next level. Major League Baseball has to do the exact same thing. Because especially with this real-time uh, – Fantasy football, like DraftKings type stuff. Yeah. Baseball can embrace that just as much as the NFL. There's, pl- there's a market there that they need to embrace. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I agree. Um, 
Yeah, I agree with all that. Hey, can we, talk, know, can we talk about some Ravens? Yeah, I don't remember how we got on this topic. Uh, I guess Ravens being I, down. Yeah, because I, I took that screenshot of the but, Ravens just because I know that always gets you Yeah, always gets you fired up. Well, I mean, it's, it's true, and it's, it's, it's a good discussion now that we're uh, past the Orioles season. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to talk Ravens? You want to talk the screenshot I sent you? This morning, earlier today. If you want to go there, you can go there, Josh. With Joe Flacco, number 21 uh, overall, uh, most passing yards ever in the NFL. Yeah. Right behind Joe Montana. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Well, it shows but, how much the game has changed, right? It does. And it, yes, it shows you how much when Joe Flacco was a Raven, all they did was throw the ball. Thankfully, now we have a team that doesn't need to throw the ball all the time. Yeah, I tell you what, Josh, the stupid Ravens cost me some money on Sunday. I bet they cost you some money, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and yeah. I was so happy because I, I got them early. Because you always got to get the Ravens early because the number always goes up. So I got them early at seven and a half favorites. Oh, you beat me. I got them at eight. Yeah, I got and them. I was like, eight, no problem. I got seven and, and a half. Then, and I was, like, pumped. And then they just. I then, uh, I then doubled down at ten mm. as well. And. When they were up like 24 or whatever in the fourth quarter, I went in my book and checked that off as a green, yeah. as in to win, yeah. no problem. I did too. And man, that team fell apart. Yeah. Um, for now, on, I'm just betting Ravens first half scores. I'm not best. And what's here? I'm excited to do film study uh, tonight. I'll record film study on the focused on the defense with Ken Mikusik and Sarah Ellison's the guest tonight. Oh, nice. She's and great. Tom- on, yeah, on tomorrow we'll do. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's great. Okay. Um, tomorrow I'll do the. We'll do the offense, and I'm not sure who the guest is. I haven't looked, but I'm interested to see how that conversation goes because, as a average fan watching the game, if I didn't watch the game and saw the score of 30 to 28, I would say, "Man, our defense sucks." It was a shootout. Right. But if you watch the game, our defense had a great game. They had some interception opportunities that they missed, but they still played a really good game. Our offense struggled to do anything yesterday and got 28 points in a large part thanks to the defense putting them in positions to score. Because besides those times that they scored, they were quickly handing the ball right back over. It was a weird game. It was. It was just kind of a bizarre game because you could argue the interceptions. I could also argue there was two guys that were wide open for huge yeah. plays that, that uh, uh, either the, that the receivers just dropped. Yeah. Uh, one was a touchdown and one was uh, that huge pass to Hightower. Right. Um, so there were some, I think, mistakes on defense. But overall, I tell you what, Calais Campbell, that dude is a, I, a man. Yeah. I really like Calais Campbell. That guy is huge. Yeah. And – and, all right, let's talk defense. This team defensively has a lot of fun players. They do. They, they're they one of the most likable defenses I can remember since the Ray Lewis-Ed Reed days. Yeah, when Marlon Humphrey goes in for it, grabs a guy, and starts punching. He just punches, just haymakers. And, and, yeah, and if he doesn't get the ball out, you know that's got to sting just from him punching the guy. If he misses and gets you in the ribs. Yeah, and, and what did he, he's forced uh, like fumbles in like what is it three or four straight games? I don't know. Whatever he's yeah, but what he's doing is correct. Uh, I should have. I was uh, talking to a guy from the Jags today. I should have brought him up and asked him about it. I'll, I will. I will later this week. I'll You're try to get some insight on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah name drop. Yeah. Uh, cornerback, cornerback, cornerback for the Jags. I was talking with uh, earlier today. 
So uh, he's building a new, buying a new house. Uh, not Jalen Ramsey. He was traded. No, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Trey Herndon. Okay. Is buying a house down here in Jacksonville, which makes sense since it's the Jags. Yeah. So I was talking with him today. I'll have to ask him about Marlon Humphrey. Um, but uh, Calais Campbell came up because he's from Jacksonville. Like he's, we got him from the Jags. And uh, uh, I mean, yeah, but he's really fun to watch. I love him on the Ravens. And Tyus Bowser and Patrick Queen are really stepping up to be really fun young kids. Yeah. That are getting to the quarterback. Yeah, I don't have strong feelings about Tyus Bowser, but I tell you what. Um, well, Queen, you Queen is freaking added excitement because this is his rookie year. Yeah, and he, he seems to be legit. I mean, he only had two tackles yesterday, but he was out in a lot of cover coverages, and he can stay, stick with running backs and tight ends. And yeah, yeah he's fast and he's uh, he can hit. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm a fan of his as well. But uh, I mean, yeah, the, and I, I, that's something I didn't really expect from the defense this year is how many guys there are on there that are just fun to watch. The other guy that you didn't mention that I think is really fun to watch is Deshaun Elliott. Yes. I, I like Deshaun Elliott at safety. The Joker. The Joker. He is um, ag- aggressive. He seems to have good kind of those football instincts. To, uh, not, I don't want to compare him to Ed Reed, but, but just how no. Ed Reed was so famous for the instincts. He seems to always be around the ball. Right. And, of course, we're not even mentioning Judon McPhee, guys who have been like reliable guys in the past who are still part of this team. Yeah, yeah. And, and guys we know like Jimmy Smith um, yeah. who have been around for a while. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I think I, yeah, I, I agree with you. This defense is fun. And I agree the offense in a weird way kind of let the defense down yesterday. Yeah. And the score, the score does not tell you that. And that's just really weird. Yeah. The score doesn't tell you that, Josh. But also, like, I mean, we're, we're a better team than the Eagles, right? Like, we're, yes. if we play them 10 times, we probably win at least nine, maybe all 10 of them. <laughs> Yeah, but I'll tell you what, that Hurts kid for the Eagles, I don't know why you don't just bench Wentz now and go to Hurts. That mm. kid's exciting. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think Wentz is really good, but the offensive line is terrible. The receivers were dropping balls. Um, the, only ever, the only receiver I've ever even heard of is, is, is Hurts in that whole squad. Um, so I, I do agree that I, I think it's – if you, especially if you're a bad team, you need to find a way, and your offense is struggling, you, and you have a bad offensive line. Jalen Hurts should be in there a lot more than just yes. you know a couple plays. Right. Um, but it's, it it's, it's like, almost like the what we had a few years ago with the Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson type thing. Right, right. When we were trying to make them both work, and right. it was clear that, that it was time to move on. Not quite there, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz, I think, is better than Joe Flacco was at the time, but yeah. I do. I agree. Um, but it did. It seemed like every time Hertz came out there, it, it, it was a successful play. Right, it was. But um, and, and talking about the offense real quick, wasn't yep. it encouraging that we saw a little bit of old Lamar Jackson? I mean, he rushed for over 100 yards. He had that yes. one bust up the middle. Like the week before, he was like refused to run. So wasn't it kind of fun to see him? There was a couple of design runs, and a couple of times he just took off. And I feel like that's what's missing from this offense, kind of 100%. the Lamar on the feet. And we saw that. And we won the game because yes. Lamar ran for 100 yards. That's why we right. won. And it took a while for Lamar to get going. 
first few possessions of the drive, of the game, he was not running. Right. And his passing is, has if, been subpar this year. The way those guys open up is by making you think Lamar's going to run. Yes. And in order for people, it's like running a play action when you haven't ran the ball all game. If you're not going to show that, then no one's going to expect that. Right. So, yeah, Lamar has to run. It's, it's like we all know, like, what makes Lamar Lamarvelous is his feet. And I get that he wants to work on his arm. He needs to be a better passer, especially this year. I, but in order for him to be special, he has to use his, most, his best gift, which is the ability to run and maneuver. Yeah, Josh, do you think, I tend to think this, that some people like you and others are a little bit, your expectations, I mean, he did win the MVP last year, but your expectations for a 23-year-old guy um, is is still learning how to play the game in the NFL, um, and it's kind of his second full year, I I I think your expectations are a little bit... Ridiculous. All right. Here's fair? the deal. The Ravens are five and one. I get that it uh, sounds silly to hate on a five and one it team. It really does. All right. Here's the problem. The expectations that this team has set up is that when they get to the big game, they blow it. So until they can prove that they can win a big game, it's very frustrating because you expect teams to improve year to year. And from last year to this year, there is nothing that has shown improvement. Lamar Jackson puts a lot of pressure on himself. When he saw that $100 million that Patrick Mahomes got, he wants that himself too. And I'm wondering if that's where the passing's coming from. But the way he wants that money, what did Patrick Mahomes do after he won MVP? Next year, he won the Super Bowl. Lamar has to do the same thing. Lamar has to make that progression. Lamar has proven that he is MVP. Lamar has proven that he can win the division. Lamar has proven that he can make it to the playoffs. What has Lamar not proven? That he can win the big game. That he can beat the Chiefs. That he can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's, he's, he hasn't proven. He's 24-4 and four as a starter. Uh, three of those losses come to the Chiefs. You're right. He hasn't proved that he can beat the Chiefs, who I would argue just all around are a better football team. But all okay. Right. Step two. Lamar has not proven that he, can, that he can win when behind. Okay. He is, he yeah. is whatever, 23-0 and 0 in games where this team – Leads at the half. Yep. He needs. I like Lamar. I love Lamar's great. He's a really good quarterback. He has to take that next level, and I'm not seeing it this year. I wonder how much not having a preseason affected it, and if that's why they're throwing more. Here's the thing I'll say about yesterday. I do not mind the sidearm throw. I think he he is great at it. But but we saw this yesterday. What happens with sidearm throws is if you don't get it right, it's easy to bat them down. And we saw them batted. The other thing with sidearm throws is you cannot throw a sidearm throw deep. You're not Darren O'Day. You're not going to get that huge launch angle with a sidearm football throw. And that's part of what's missing. I don't think he had any over-the-shoulder throws yesterday. And that's a concern. And I know that's what he's working on. 
And I know the passing game is what he needs to prepare for. But these teams that we've played were five and one. We've played five bad teams. None of those teams that we've beaten have been good. <laughs> this, is our, this is our bye week. Yeah. Then we get the Steelers. Then we get the Colts. Yeah. Or is it, no, Steelers, Browns, Colts, or something like that? I, mean, I don't know. I think the Cowboys are in there somewhere. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a anyway, tough, tough stretch. These are yeah. good teams. Yeah. Next five games are against good teams. Right. You have to do better against these teams than you did against the Eagles. Okay. Okay, that might be true. But I did, I did see yesterday the Patriots lose to the Broncos. So even good teams lose to bad teams every week in the NFL. And I'll say this, Josh. The, the Patriots are not going to the Super Bowl. Um, and according to you, the Ravens aren't either because their 23-year-old quarterback hasn't fully developed as a All passer right. yet. And he needs to right now, according to All Josh right. Roker. All right, if we play on Sunday against the Chiefs, who wins? Josh, the Chiefs, because... Patrick Mahomes, I said it last year, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. The Chiefs okay. are a better team than the Ravens. That's not right. Lamar Jackson's fault. He's not going to wake up tomorrow uh, and, and, and have Tyreek Hill to throw to or Travis K- K- Kelsey to throw to. He's not gonna, it's not going to happen. Team, this team, we've done this for years where the Ravens were built to beat the Steelers. Built to beat the Steelers. Built to beat the Steelers. Yeah, and we're going to beat the Steelers this again. Team, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. This team, maybe. This team oh, we are. has lost to the Chiefs now three times. Yeah. This team is, needs to be built to beat the Chiefs. Okay. And okay, fine. I think this team is built to beat the Chiefs. The problem is, in order to beat the Chiefs, you have to throw the ball. If Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown caught the balls when we played the Chiefs, we may have won that game. Yeah, and, 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 and we this go back. This team has to go. And we go back to the Titans game, and I would argue all day that we lost the Titans, but the coaching staff had more, and the play calling had more to do with losing that game than Lamar Jackson yes. did. Oh, and I agree. I think, yeah, I think two weeks ago when we weren't running the ball, I don't put that on Lamar. I put that on the coaching staff. Because it wasn't just Lamar's not running. We weren't even handing the ball off to run. This week we got back to the run, and we started using Dobbins more for the run and stuff. Um, So that was good. And I can't blame the coaching on there because the coaching was calling some running plays. Right. But I think we're so quick, again, to blame all the ills on the 23-year-old quarterback. And, again, I would argue if if we had – Yesterday, if we had anyone else, not anyone else, but if we had Joe Flacco behind, behind there or, or, or Robert Griffin, we, 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 we lose to the Eagles by, by 10 points, right? Like Lamar yeah. Jackson's feet won us the game, and yet okay. we're unhappy because he's not Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sorry, no. he's not Patrick Mahomes at this point in his career. Uh, right. But when, but when you talk about winning the, wanting to win the Super Bowl, the, or, it sucks, And I explained this to – I was talking to an Eagles fan yesterday, and I said, unfortunately, the Ravens are in a weird spot where if they don't blow the Eagles out, it's a disappointing win. For you. And and it's not just me. Many Raven fans are that way. I don't think as many Raven fans are Super Bowl or bust as you are. As you think they are. I think a lot are. I think a lot are. And part of it is that we're jaded. The Ravens make the playoffs every year. Even before Lamar, we made the playoffs almost every year. Yep. We're jaded by the playoffs. We want more. 
So we we want that Super Bowl. And I think, I don't know, part of it is these games have kind of been ho-hum games. It's like, oh, yeah, we want another one. Nothing special. Well, Josh, I, and, I, and I thought, like, you know what? I thought may, may, maybe the problem was last year, I remember that Miami game to start the year. Like, last year we were just, like, blowing people out, and maybe we don't have the same explosive offense that we did last year that we do this year. But then I saw an interesting tweet by our boy Ryan Blake who said this. 2019, last year, the Ravens threw six games, same number of games. They had a record of four and two. They had scored 184 points and gave up 140 points. This year, 2020, we're 5-1. and one. We haven't scored 184 points. We've only scored 179 points, but we've given up 104 points compared to 140 points. So our point differential is actually better than last year, and our record yes. is better than last year, which I found a little surprising. Yeah, yesterday didn't help, but we were like leading the league in point differential Yes, at one point. Um, I know, I get it, and it's just it's, it's it's obnoxious for all of uh, it's obnoxious for me that every time I turn on the radio, I hear people complaining about Lamar Jackson and about the Ravens who are five and one. It's it's obnoxious. I don't have a problem with Lamar Jackson. I think he needs. I didn't like that there were no overhand throws yesterday because I think that I don't know ball. what you're talking about. And no think, overhand throws. Surely he had overhand throws. I don't think he every did. single throw was was sidearm. Yes. No. No, that's ridiculous. Yes. No, it wasn't. I, check it. Check it. I'm going to go back and watch the tape. Hey, where's film study when you need them? That is I'll not possible. Ask, I'll, I'll ask Ken. <laughs> I, I believe when I uh, – I will I, like I a breakdown. I, will, like, I don't know if Ken knows. I will like a breakdown of like overhand, over over the shoulder, over sidearm, completion percentage. I, like, I think it would be interesting, some stats to break down there. Yeah, I'm going to ask Ken about this tomorrow uh, on the Offensive Podcast. Because I started paying attention probably at halftime and noticing – because it was at the same time that I was like, man, Marquise Brown doesn't have a catch. And then I started watching, and it was like, oh, well, you're not going to hit Brown with these sidearm things uh, going deep. So, yeah, I don't know how you looked that stat up, but I believe it's something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's another interesting thing, though, right? Like the disappearance of Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews – like it's certain halves and even games, they just seem to disappear, which I think is concerning as well. And that's always hard to tell how much of that's on Lamar Jackson, how much is that on play calling, how much is that on the receivers. Right. Exactly. And right. And that's something without like I'm not a type of guy that's gonna go watch the all twenty two and the overhead cameras and stuff. So I have no idea if our wide receivers are getting open because if they don't get open and don't get the ball thrown to them, they don't show us. Right. So I have no idea. But I do know that the Eagles had a lot of troubles stopping t- tight ends, and yet Mark Andrews. I thought Mark Andrews had a big game, but Mark Andrews was pretty right. quiet. I think Boyle had a better game than Mark Andrews. But yeah, yeah, and but that's kind of to be expected. Mark Andrews has been our leading receiver, leading touchdowns, and all that. So you would expect he would be double teamed, he would be hit inside, that that they would try to shut him down. If you're gonna, if you're gonna play the Ravens. Defensively, you say, let's shut down Mark Andrews and keep Lamar in the pocket. Josh, That's how you beat the Ravens. Josh, I just don't want you, I just don't want the, the Ravens to go 14 and 2 and you to be miserable the whole time about it. I'm not miserable. I'm okay, okay. I just don't want you to. No. No, but Josh, when you watch the game, 
you're thinking about I, I watch your tweets. You never tweet when they make a good play. You only tweet when they go three and out. And I just want to make sure I, you're you're enjoying the experience of having one of the best teams and one of the best quarterbacks in all the, in, in all of football. I just want to make sure you're enjoying the season. All right. Who's a better quarterback, Lamar or Patrick Mahomes? I've been saying it. What? Even when Lamar won the MVP, I said Patrick right. Mahomes is better. All right. Is Lamar a top five quarterback? I think Lamar is number two. If, you had, if I had to draft quarterbacks right now, I would take Mahomes one and Lamar two. Uh, see? I don't know about that. Who would you take above uh, Lamar Jackson right now? I, I, Tom Brady? I think Deshaun Watson's interesting. Oh, get out of here. I we, think, we always uh, beat the, the Texans by 50 points. I think Josh Allen is interesting. Oh, stop it. Josh Allen is a poor man's Lamar Jackson. Get out of here. I know. I think he has a better arm. I think Lamar has the higher ceiling, but I think these guys um, are impressive. I think these guys are, are doing better at the quarterback position right now. Oh, I think you're insane for that take. Yeah, give me yeah, I could make an argument with uh, Patrick Mahomes, but give me Lamar Jackson over anybody else outside of Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I've got the, uh, the NFL QB rankings. Uh, this is from September. Never mind. Oh. I don't see updated uh, rankings. Yeah. But, I, don't, I mean, the, those rankings are weird, too, because how do, how, do how do you judge what Lamar can do on his, on his feet and stuff? That's hard because he's just so different from everybody else. Well, if you want to see week six uh, power rankings, you got Russell Wilson, number one, Aaron Rodgers, number two, Patrick Mahomes, number three, Josh Allen, number four, uh, Tannehill, number five, Watson, number six, Lamar, number seven. Yeah, that's disrespectful to the Super Bowl. To the, I mean, the NFL MVP is <laughs> disrespectful. I like all those guys, and I can see all those guys in the top five except for Tannehill. Tannehill doesn't belong yeah, in that he, mix. Tannehill had a couple of good weeks. He, he went all yeah. Joe Flacco playoffs on him. Right. But I always forget about Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson might be better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can make the argument all around team leader, what he does on the field, bringing the back. What He's he done does it for on his longer. own versus the wide receivers. Yeah. The fact that I think Russell Wilson throws the prettiest pass in football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you, you could convince me. Not of Josh Allen, but you could convince me of Patrick Mahomes, watch, and you could also convince me of Russell some Wilson. Josh Allen. Josh Allen reminds me of Russell Wilson, the way that ball comes in. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Do it for a few more, for a few more years, Josh. All right, this is of his course. first decent year. Oh, I know. I know. I'm on there. No. Uh, but no, I'm not off Lamar Jackson. I'm all for Lamar. He's 23. I just, uh, yeah. I know. I have nothing. I think, I think Lamar, I think Lamar will be fine. I think the Ravens will be fine. I'm really How many NFL for teams would kill for Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback? Well, it's kind of weird bringing up NFL teams and killing. But I, I would bet 30 teams would literally kill to have him. I would say... 27 of them would, I guess, kill to have him. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, not Seattle, not Kansas City, not Buffalo. Everybody in our division would kill for him. Of course they would. Yeah. The Steelers are still rolling out Big Ben. On one, one leg. <laughs> I think it's really interesting how the NFL has quickly transitioned to this mobile quarterback. As being like mobile quarterbacks are now, it seems like, most of the quarterbacks. Yeah. And the pocket, the pocket Brady's, the pocket Big Ben's is kind of old school way of playing. I think that's really intriguing and exciting for the future of the NFL. I don't think so. I don't think – I think we're seeing a little, a little blip. 
of running quarterbacks. I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence. He's coming out uh, the yeah. number one pick. He's, he's a pocket passer. I think it's just kind of this ebb and flow. Like, we just got a bunch of runners, and now we're going to get a bunch of, of pocket passers. And I think it'll go back and forth. Because nah, see, I, I think we're going to see this merge of great runners that are also good pocket passers. And I think, I think, Patrick, I think who is that? Who, who, who would you say? Is Mahomes, that? Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, Mahomes. I think it's taken, it's taken this quarterback position and it's reinventing it into a super athletic kid. Yeah. Into the new next generation. Like this is what your quarterback is. I think it's, it might be the whole fact of, of super focused on sports growing up where like you're only playing one position, like you're being groomed to be a quarterback in the NFL. We talk about it a lot with baseball. How you stop playing basketball, and that's a bad thing. Well, and so. I think it can change. It can start with the NFL and trickle its way down, or the reverse, where what you're looking for in a quarterback changes. Right, where and if you had a super fast kid, you weren't maybe immediately put him in the in the yeah. quarterback position. Maybe, uh, maybe you look for just the guy with the biggest arm, but now all of a sudden you just look for different traits in, in, true, in a quarterback. True. Yeah, a few weeks ago, ESPN. It's also who you admire like when we were kids and you would do the Cal Ripken bat and stance or the or Mickey Tettleton high and tight you would you would uh copy your your stars yeah and you copy who you would like and they did a story uh on ESPN a few weeks ago about the spin move and Lamar yeah, being spin and the spin move and they were talked to like a figure skater about how tight Lamar's spin is or whatever and that was silly but then they went and they talked to peewee football coaches in Baltimore County and they were showing how the kids are all now trying to spin moves. In every game, you've got the kid trying to spin move. Right. Because they see Lamar do it, and they see that the spin move works, and then they break it, and it's just an exciting play. Yeah. So you're going to see kids growing up watching Lamar, watching uh, Patrick Mahomes, watching Russell Wilson, and that's going to grow this next generation. It's like any of the linebackers in the NFL right now, and they tell you, I grew up idolizing Ray Lewis. Right. Yeah, though, um, of course, less people will watch that because and see Lamar Jackson because the ratings are down 10%. Yeah, we got to feel, well, um, maybe. If Lamar Jackson's doing cool stuff, it'll show up on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll see the highlights. No, if, uh, exactly. apparently if, uh, if that's the case, then everyone's going to try to be like Trace McSorley or whatever because apparently he's the TikTok king. I heard, he, I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he wasn't. Managing it himself or something. Oh, saw really? some. Uh, saw Adley Rushman trying to get something going on TikTok this week as well. Yeah, that's where all the kids are. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> he turns out was one of the dumbest videos I've ever seen, and all of a sudden everyone's retweeting the Adley Rushman saying, "I love this kid. He's awesome." Yeah. For a dumb little lip syncing video. Don't understand. Do you have TikTok on your phone? I don't. No. <laughs> Good. The Chinese can't. Uh, can't invade your phone. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, a lot of other people can invade my phone, but yeah, not the Chinese. Right. Yeah, yeah. The Americans are all over controlling your phone. Yeah, yeah. Mark's, Mark's, Mark Zuckerberg is all over it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would like Mike, Mark Zuckerberg to stop my phone from asking me if I want to register to vote. Ooh, there's a way to do that. I've got that taken care of. Yeah, the so. Facebook is all half my posts are now how, how, how to disable that. That's that would, yeah, I have seen that too, but I haven't gone through and do it, done it. Yeah. yeah, maybe Facebook, we're all tired of being asked to vote. If we cared about voting, we would have done it by now. Did you vote yet? 
No, everyone tells me to vote makes me not want to vote. You know my personality. Everyone tells me to do something. Um, uh, my yeah. American response is to not do it, to stick it to, to, to the man. So I'm going to post it on Twitter that I'm not voting. Just see what people say. I mailed my, uh, my absentee ballot in this today, this morning. Oh, did you? I mailed it. Yep. So now everyone can leave me alone. I voted. But did you post it on Facebook that you voted? Yeah. Am I supposed to like make my own I voted sticker to post online? Oh, you, not, you don't even have a sticker? Then I don't know if it's legit. <laughs> right, right. Uh, were no, were you both. one of the ballots that ended up in the dumpster behind my house? Was that one of your ballots? <laughs> in the ditch? In the ditch. Yeah. Maybe so. And in, in a ditch. In the river, lake, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm going to go up but, and punch the card in person. Uh, yeah. Um, I would have do that, but Florida people are so stupid. So I said, I'm just going to do this and be done with did it. Did you pull? You hear what our go- governor did? He he did a write-in for the president, Ronald Reagan. He wrote in Ronald yeah. Reagan. Yeah, that's um, way to throw your vote away. You think it's voting away? But what if Ronald Reagan picks up enough traction? Like I might be inspired to vote for Ronald Reagan. What if enough people do, Josh? <laughs> what do we dig him up? Do you exhume the body and just um, has has technology gotten to that point yet? I'm not sure. I bet you could pull enough data off the internet of Ronald Reagan to kind of make decisions based on what he would kind of do? I bet. Kind of a computer AI some, version? I bet there's some hobo in in uh, Cecil County named Ronald Reagan. He's going he's gonna to be the next president of the United <laughs> States. Like, That's me. <laughs> yeah. I think I hate the two-party system, but I think if you're doing a write-in, then it's like, I don't know. I say you got to vote for... I don't like the, the vote, throw your vote away type vote. Yeah, I disagree completely. I think as an American, you have the right to vote for whomever you want to vote I, for. True. But, but if you write Ronald Reagan on your uh, card, you're not allowed to post it online. Apparently, that's illegal to post a picture of your ballot online. So then, and what's the point? How do you make your point? Like, you, to me, you just wasted six hours waiting in line to go vote. But, but Josh, the Ronald same argument. Now, hopefully, you're voting on the other stuff. Like, we had some uh, few, like, ballot issues in Florida. I don't know. Have you looked at what your ballot issues are Oh, yeah. Are one of our, our, our ballot issues that's relevant to our show is betting on sports in Maryland. Ooh. Why was that not on the Florida ballot? How do we not have betting here? I got to check on that. You, all right. So, you're voting yes for that. I don't know. Uh, ours was raise the minimum wage. Um, require you to be a citizen to vote, and uh, something else. Wear, wear a mask. No, Josh, the, but the, the thing about it is you, I could argue that if, if no matter what I vote for, if I vote for a Republican, I'm, voting my way, I'm throwing away my vote in Maryland because the Democrats got, is going to win um, because they always win. Um, so Biden will win Maryland no matter what I vote for. So True. why wouldn't I just vote with my conscience and vote for the person I literally think would be the best person? Yeah, Snoopy. Yeah, or Harambe. Uh, wonder how I bet Lamar Jackson will get a bunch of votes in Maryland. Well, that's what even last year with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, like there was still, like a Harambe was a big write-in. Uh, right. Maybe Donald Duck was a big write-in. Like there was a lot of writings. Um, oh yeah, that's even, true. Even the last election. I am. I do think it's kind of cool that I'm in Florida, so I feel like my vote counts. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. So Same I think that's state. pretty cool. Yeah. I made sure to circle my to color in my bubbles nice and thick, so there'll be no hanging Chad moment on my uh, on my ballot. It's true. There would be a different, I think, moral and ethical discussion I would have in my head 
if I was voting in a swing state compared to voting in a state where I know which way it's going. I think you're right. I think I agree. That, that, that might be true for me. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's, and it's not a, yeah. And it's not even a, thought, a comment on the Electoral College. It's just how it is. And, and years of saying of that, and like, how do you make, how do you make change if, if, if your little vote every four years doesn't seem to make much of an impact? Yeah. I guess it would be by going and voting on what your vote does matter on is those silly things that people don't read a lot for, like, voting in for gambling in Maryland. Yeah, and, and listen, like we, got, we got three Board of Ed positions that I've never, I've never paid attention to Board of Ed spots, but now being a teacher and seeing all this nonsense around coronavirus and how people are handling it in, in, in silly ways, um, I'm, I'm definitely paying attention and voting for Board of Ed members, which I never would have cared about that before. Right, right. So I think, yeah, on, on, a, on a very local level, it can matter a lot. Yeah. And local, and the truth is, local politics affect you way more than national politics. Yeah, yeah. The sport of Ed's going to affect me right. in the next few years more, more than probably the, a Donald Trump or a Joe Biden. Yeah. We focus on, on presidential election simply because of the millions of dollars that they spend on advertising. When, uh, what should be, when we should I think focus on is local elections. Yeah. I mean, I don't think advertisement has a huge issue on why I pay attention to. Trump and Biden going at it, freaking, well, freaking entertaining. Well, that's it's different because this year is like a constant attack mode. Um, I mean, in, in an age where all sports ratings going down, you know, on Thursday, that debate between Trump and Biden, that rating is going to be the highest of any presidential debate in the history of the world. It will I don't be. know. I it will be, and I guarantee that. More than half of my friends will post on social media. I can't watch it anymore. Yeah, they're, or they're gonna be hate watching or something. And, then, and or, yeah, and you know what they do? They'll say, "I'm not watching it anymore. I'm turning this off." And you know what they do? Keep watching. Well, they just need to post on social media that they stopped watching. Yeah, maybe it's all those fans who are not watching the NFL either uh, that aren't causing the ratings to go down. Are the same people who are not watching the debates and the ratings go up? So. Um, I don't apologize yeah, yeah. for watching the debates. They're for know, the next president. Is that Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. All right, and I saw they got mute buttons now. Oh, do they? So that'll be fun. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And the moderator has the power to mute? Uh, during the two minutes of, like, uninterrupted time, apparently. Oh, sweet. I just saw that before we did the show. Sweet. I need to get that so in my classroom, a mute button. That's what the greatest thing about you virtual a, learning. You have a mute button, thanks to Zoom. I know. The greatest thing about virtual learning is Zoom. I can mute people or kick them out at will. Now, I need that in person. I need an in-person mute button when kids come back to school. Right. How many people are playing like uh, – I know you used to allow your kids to play Call of Duty like when they finished their schoolwork in class uh, on their phones or whatever. How many kids are playing Fortnite now while you're teaching Josh, them? Josh, I've not seen a student's face in a week. I mean all I get is – Oh, they don't have to turn on their they cameras? They don't. They don't. I can strongly request that they do, but I can't make them. And so uh, – Is that a Maryland thing? Like why do I keep seeing news stories of like – this person got suspended because what he wore on virtual camera, or this person had a gun in the background, so there's a big issue. Well, yeah, and that's part, of, and that's part of the reason why, like, like I'm kind of okay with it, right? Because I don't know what I'll see in the background anyway of these screens, right? So that's part of it, but but yeah, and so when their camera's off, um, I have no idea what they're doing. Um, you have, and I guess you don't have audio, so you don't hear them. Yeah, like I throw, I, I throw anything. in a bunch of questions to ask for feedback to make sure like they're still. It, 
you know, they didn't leave the room or something. But yeah, ah, that's annoying. That's got to be a pain for you as a teacher. It's not ideal, Josh. It is not yeah. ideal. When are schools opening back up? November 9th for us. Hmm. So. Convenient, right after the election? Right after the election. It was actually, <laughs> the, they, the plan was they were voting to have it open up the week of election. And then, like, someone was like, oh, crap, schools are closed three days that week. We should wait till the next week. And they're like, all right, what's right. the next week? <laughs> yeah, of course. Why would you open it up there? Schools are like the number one election. Yeah, school. Location. Yeah, and then that's also the end of the quarter. So classes are the schools are closed for the end of the quarter. Okay. So that's just all right. Cool. So so Maryland and California open up schools right after the election. Yeah, I mean some counties. I mean Talbot Ta- Ta- right next to me and here at the Eastern Shore. They opened up today. So each well, county is different. Talbot County reminds me of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll see what happens there. I'm glad other counties are doing it first. Kind of be guinea pigs. Let's see what happens right. to you all, and then we'll try. All right, boys and girls, we talked sports TV ratings. We talked Joe Flacco. We even got a little Lamar Jackson talk and Orioles talk in there. Yeah, we were all over the place today. Yeah. You know what I? You know what I haven't shared about in a while is our three three sixers. Yes. So our 336er of the week is Sam Abate, who's been a 336er for a long time. Love Sam, yeah. But he recently went to 336er.com, and which goes straight to our Patreon page, and uh, where he is now, like many other 336ers, helping us out with $3.36 a month to keep this show going. So thank you, Sam, Thanks, Sam. and all of our other 336ers. Uh, and thank you for uh, considering going out and, and doing that and helping us out. It's a huge help for this little show. Yeah. And if you don't want to support us financially, you can always write us a review on iTunes. We appreciate the five-star rating and the comments. Um, yeah. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. And go Rays. <laughs>